Hey friends, welcome back. You're here for episode 43 of the Love Your People Well podcast, and you are in for a treat, my friends, because we are talking about conflict. Just kidding. That is not a treat. No one enjoys conflict. I know this. I know this in my regular life, and I definitely know this as a family therapist because conflict brings a lot of people into the counseling room. But the thing is, it's quite different to handle conflict with a stranger um, on social media or in the grocery store than it is to sit on the couch and look one of your very favorite people in the eye and be arguing about something, have a disagreement, have a fight, have a have conflict. That is not fun. And that's why today we're talking about conflict resolution. How do we move forward in the conversation when we're disagreeing with each other, we have different opinions, our emotions are getting high, how do we find peace and actually resolve the issue? So I'm going to share my 10-point checklist for conflict resolution, and I would definitely encourage you, friend, to scroll down into the show notes for this episode and grab the freebie, which is a two-page handout with all 10 of these steps. Because in the heat of the moment, when emotions are high, you don't want to be trying to remember what was it that Jessica said would be helpful now. It's going to be way more helpful to have a tool that you, you've stuck it on the fridge or you can pull it up in your phone and just walk through the steps. So I hope you will grab that freebie and stick around for all 10 steps because we don't just want to move past the conflict. We want to resolve it. And let me share one other exciting thing, totally separate from the conflict. But you guys, this is episode 43. It's October 1st, 2021. By the end of this month, we will have 50 episodes of the podcast. And I am super excited about that. And so I just want you to stay tuned. We are going to have a really fun giveaway in the week leading up to episode 50. And the day after episode 50, which that's going to air on the 26th of October. So mark your calendar right now for the 27th, which is a Wednesday, because we are going to have our first totally free workshop in our private Facebook group. So the link for that is also in the show notes. You can sign up today. We would love to have you in the group. I'm going to share a lot more about the giveaway and the workshop coming up, but I want you to know that's coming. I am super excited and it really seems like a lot to process with the Lord, like 50 episodes. What are you doing in this ministry? I'm having a lot of fun. I'm hearing great feedback from you and the ladies who are already in the Facebook group and who've already left reviews for the podcast and who reach out to me on Instagram, all the things. I am loving it. I am encouraged by it. I hope that you are as well. And I'm really excited to do this giveaway, to do this workshop and to keep moving forward in loving our people well. So with all that in mind, we're excited, but y'all, let's rein it in because we're going to talk about conflict resolution, and that's not quite as fun of a topic, but it is a really important piece of loving our people well. So we don't want to wait any longer. No, no, no. All right, friend, are you ready? You got those steel-toed boots on? Conflict is hard, but we are going to resolve it today. Let's dive in. Welcome to the Love Your People Well podcast where we help women grow godly relationships, grateful hearts, and grace-filled lives. I'm Jess, and I'm a marriage and family therapist, a Christian, a wife, a mom, and I believe that God creates us for relationships, relationship with Him and with each other. So if you're looking to love God well, to love yourself, your family, and those around you well, you're in the right place. Stick around, friend, and let's get started. 
All right, friends, I'd already told you the topic for today. We are going to walk through my 10-step conflict resolution checklist. And if you didn't grab the freebie yet in the show notes, it is right there waiting for you. It is a really helpful resource, and I hope that you will check that out. But before we actually jump into the conversation about conflict resolution, I want to... I want to set the stage for what type of conflict we are talking about today, because we can have conflict in any and every conversation. Um, We actually hear a lot of grumbling and complaining these days about how our culture is just more disrespectful and not as willing to engage in in disagreement. and, And conflict just kind of pops up in places where we don't want it to, we don't expect it to. But I'm particularly today wanting us to zero in on our closest relationships. Because in my experience, uh, personally, definitely in my personal life, but also as a marriage and family therapist, the hardest conflict to resolve is with people who we care about. And I say that because we often can't just set it aside and like agree to disagree and we're going to move on with our life. There are certain topics where we can do that with, with our kids or with our husband, But it's harder when it's someone who we have very strong emotions for. We love them. We care for them. We respect them. We have a a high investment in the relationship. So we want to be in agreement. We want to understand each other and feel understood by that other person. And in just a practical way, we have to continue interacting for the rest of the evening. The silent treatment is no fun and And not really the healthiest way to try to resolve conflict. And so as we walk through these 10 steps today, I hope that you will be thinking about your closest people. And for the sake of just clarity and not in every example giving like 12 different, you know, your friend, your kid, your toddler, your teenager, I'm going to actually zero in with the example today of your marriage how these steps can be helpful if you're having conflict in your marriage. But feel free, of course, to apply them to whatever relationship you might be struggling in or experiencing conflict in. But when we think about marriage, there are four areas of of really uh, frequent conflict, frequent areas of disagreement, and it's really difficult to get on the same page, stay on the same page, understand each other, those four areas in, in kind of the average marriage, and this definitely includes Christian marriages, those four common areas of conflict include sex, finances, parenting, and managing relationships with the extended family, right? Like the in-laws and holidays and all that stuff. I talked a little bit more about those particular issues back in episode 19 um, with how to structure and prepare for difficult conversations. And again, I, in that one, I used marriage as the example. And so you might want to go back and listen to episode 19. And before we dive into these 10 steps for conflict resolution, I wanted to highlight a few resources for these four common areas of conflict. Um, now, for two of them, parenting and extended family, of course, there's there's thousand 
good resources out there, certainly. Uh, but this podcast, the Love Your People Well podcast, has a lot of content around parenting and uh, and family life in general. So I do hope that this will be a good resource for you, as well as our free Facebook group. And again, the link for that is in the show notes. We have um, trainings. We actually have a training coming up at the end of this month that's going to dig into some kind of real life situations and tools and equipping. But we also have a lot of encouragement, questions, um, prayers, you know, building each other up in our parenting, in our marriage, in our family life. For finances, Dave Ramsey is a great resource. And I'm going to have a link to um, one of his most popular books will be in the show notes. Um, you can get a lot more resources. I'll, I'll have links to several of his things and, and some other helpful resources on the website. Uh, it's loveyourpeoplewell.com forward slash 043, because this is episode 43. And I always have um, those sites up for each episode with other links, other resources, things that might be helpful for you. And for sex, if that's a conflict within your marriage, um, yes, the 10 steps we're going to walk through today will be helpful. But I would also point you toward Sheila Ray Gregoire, who offers um, a great book as well as some digital courses that are specifically about improving the sex part of the relationship in your marriage. And she is a Christian and um, has a ton of experience in this area. She's very funny, very, very vulnerable, very real. And she would be a great resource for you. So since I'm using marriage as an example today for our conflict resolution checklist, I did want to also highlight those resources for those really common areas because when I talk about conflict with marriage, um, I don't know if I've met a couple yet who has not had at least some level of conflict around one of these four areas. So my friend, if that is you, if you're like, oh my gosh, I am so tired of arguing about discipline for our kids, how ugh, it's just such a hassle my friend, you are not alone. <laughs> and we are digging into all of these topics. So with all of that in mind, um, please remember my usual disclaimer, I am a marriage and family therapist, but this podcast is not therapy. And I do find that the conflict resolution process, that's a big part of counseling. But it's also just a big part of everyday real life. And so I do hope that these steps are helpful for you and that you'll download the free resource so that you have them like in your back pocket so that when conflict starts, you can just pull it out. You don't have to deal with the emotion. You can just walk through the steps. But I also know that if conflict is like a big issue in your marriage or in any other relationship, there is probably a lot of baggage coming with that, a lot of negative interactions that may have built up over time. And so though, that is one of the common things that brings people to counseling. There's a link in the show notes, loveyourpeoplewell.com forward slash counseling. Um, we'll link you back to some of uh, my resources, my episodes around how to think about should we pursue counseling at this time. Um, okay, so I just threw a ton of resources at you, my friend. Uh, I don't know if you had a pen and paper or whatever, but the beauty of a podcast is uh, you can just hit that like go back 30 seconds button and and check out any of those resources. They are all on the website, loveyourpeoplewell.com forward slash 043. Um, and a few of those links are right here in the podcast show notes as well. But my friend, okay, let's not delay any longer, right? Let's get into these 10 steps. The conflict resolution 10-step checklist for real life. So your first step when you're realizing like I'm getting angry or my husband's getting angry, we are not on the same page, is to try to define the problem. 
can you clarify, like, what exactly is it we are disagreeing about? Because sometimes you're secretly upset that, like, he, he threw his socks next to the hamper and he never helps with the chores and all these nevers and shoulds and always are popping in your head. And you wind up in this big argument and he has no idea that that's there. So trying to define the problem and clarify together out loud in words, what exactly are we disagreeing about? That is a really helpful first step. And then step two kind of builds from that. Try to label that problem in one sentence. So in that example, in your marriage, if you find yourself like really frustrated, you don't feel like he's helping with the chores, he's just making a mess, it's so easy to put your socks in the actual hamper, not next to the hamper, you would want to try to label that in a very clear and succinct way. So you might say something like, honey, I'm getting really frustrated with the chores that need to be done. And when I see your socks next to the hamper, I just, you know, I get, I get upset. So can you summarize that in a clear definition of what the problem is? Your step number three, um, and this is probably more as the conversation progresses, you're going to try to look for a place of agreement. And this is often a really key piece in stopping conflict in its tracks or kind of turning around, turning the conversation around. Because when you can both agree on what your common ground is, what your shared goal is, it, it often helps us to kind of reframe the conversation. Instead of going at each other, we can now work together against whatever the problem is. I'm mad about the socks next to the hamper and... Um, you know, that we might have a place of agreement there that we both want to live in a clean house. We both want the socks to successfully get washed when it's laundry day. So you might disagree about how that happens, but you would both have that common ground. And if you do download the free resource for the 10-step conflict resolution checklist, there are other examples on the resource. Uh, But hey, socks next to the hamper. I think we've all been there, ladies, so I'm going to go with it. All right, so that was step number four. Let me recap. Define the problem, label it in one sentence, look for a place of agreement. Sorry, that was number three. Number four, um, as the conversation continues, try to summarize the other person's point of view. I am confident you can clarify your point of view all day long till you're blue in the face. But if you cannot summarize back what your husband's perspective is, why he struggles to put his socks in the hamper, why he is uh, busy in the evenings and has not touched the vacuum in four months, why it is, what's his perspective, what's going on for him. If you can't verbalize that and put it into your own words, that probably means that you don't really understand what his perspective is. And it's okay if you disagree with it. This is not a step about saying, oh, never mind, I, get, I give up or I agree with you. All you're doing is saying, okay, what I hear you saying is that you think as long as the dirty clothes are in the same general area, it's all fine. That might be his perspective. You might totally disagree with that and have a lot of reasons why. But can you understand what he's saying well enough, clearly enough? Are you listening well enough that you can summarize it back to him? Because that also gives him a chance to then say, well, uh, that's not actually what I meant. And, And often we find ourselves clarifying our own perspective, our own opinion, when we hear someone saying it back to us. Because, you know, it makes so much sense in our head. And then we say it out loud, eh, maybe, maybe sometimes, but not always. So that would be your next step. 
And then step number five is to try to understand the other person's emotions or values in the situation. And this is kind of a higher level step here. And this is where we really start thinking about resolution of the conflict. Because yes, you can have a whole conversation about the socks, the hamper, the chores. But if there are emotions or values that are being placed around this situation, then it's very likely that it's going to come up again. And it's very likely that someone is getting upset in the course of the conversation. And let's face it, that's really why we dislike conflict and we struggle with it is because people get upset, people get hurt, people get angry, and we don't always handle those emotions very well. And so this might be something like, can you say to your husband, it sounds like you feel really exhausted at the end of the day and you're just not noticing some of these chores that need to be done. And so that's why you're not um, that's why you're not helping as much as, as maybe I would like you to be helping, right? You're not only paraphrasing, summarizing it back to him, but trying to label those emotions. You're feeling exhausted about this. You're not noticing. Um, it's not that you're saying he doesn't care about it. It's, it's trying to understand his value, his emotion in this topic. Then you're going to move to trying. Now, now we're getting back to yourself. Okay. So we're trying to understand him his perspective. We also want to then be able to state our own views calmly and clearly. And this is one of those places where I specifically would emphasize my friends staying calm and staying clear. Because when we are passionate about something, or we're upset about something, our emotions are starting to spike. Some of us, some of us shut down and we kind of go into that freeze mode, silent treatment. I can't talk about this anymore. Um, and so we're not stating our views calmly and clearly because we're, we're trying to end the conversation prematurely. And others go into kind of talk overload. Like, I just need to give you my whole lecture about, about the laundry and my whole system and why this matters. And that will help you understand. And really all that does usually is overwhelm the other person. And it's kind of in one ear and out the other. So trying to clarify your thoughts, your opinion, your perspective so that you can say it in a way that's calm and clear, kind of to the point with whatever your point might be. So now the process, so hopefully at this point, you've been able to have a conversation where you're both able to state your opinion, you're doing it calmly, you're doing it clearly, you are able to define the problem, you're able to kind of reflect to the other person that what I hear you saying is this, I understand your perspective, even if I disagree with it. Sometimes that solves the problem, right? It's like, oh, I didn't know that's what you were thinking. I didn't know that's what you were feeling. Problem solved. (laughs) We're not in conflict anymore. But sometimes we really do have an area of disagreement and we need to resolve that, not simply kiss and smile and say, okay, well, I'll try to put my socks in the hamper. Oh, great. I'd love that. The end. And you all know you're going to have the same argument three weeks from now when it's happening again. We want to now move into the next step of the conflict resolution process. So really leaning into the resolution. So this takes us to point seven. Now we're getting into problem solving mode. And so together, hopefully this can be together. If someone's really upset and you need to kind of take a cool down timeout period, someone goes on a run, someone listens to some music, you're like getting those emotions in control, that might need to happen. 
But to solve the, re- the problem, to solve the problem, to resolve the conflict, that next step would be brainstorming together a list of possible solutions. And I'm specifically saying, write down every idea that's popping in your head, every idea that's popping in his head. We're not talking about pros and cons yet. That is step eight. <laughs> but typically, if you give an idea and the other person's like, ah, oh, that wouldn't work. Well, now they're kind of shutting down the brainstorming process. And, and, you know, in our example here, one of the ideas might be, let's just hire a, hi- a housekeeper. Let's just uh, get rid of the hamper and have a big pile of dirty clothes in the closet. We can shut the door. Problem solved. You might hate that idea. There might be a lot of cons and, and negative things about that idea, but it is a possibility. It is a solution. There probably are families out there where that is how they handle their dirty clothes. So it might need to go on the list. So you're brainstorming as many ideas as you can think of, and then you're going to move to step eight, which is evaluating the pros and cons of each option. And the more that that part of the conversation can focus on possible solutions, not on emotions or blaming or accusations or that sort of thing, you're not trying to criticize each other's ideas. You're trying to just evaluate, is this realistic? Would this be helpful? Does this meet the emotions and values that we already talked about? And now you can move to step nine, which is agreeing together on a plan of action. Who is going to do what? When is that going to happen? Can you both clarify why it is that this is the plan of action? And a piece that I often highlight here in the counseling room is clarifying together what will success actually look like and how would you monitor that? So in our example, success, whatever solution you come up with, He's going to put the, the socks in the hamper because you're going to change up your bedtime routine. We go to bed at the same time. So we're getting undressed, getting in our pajamas at the same time. I'm standing right there next to you. So if you drop the socks in the wrong spot, I'm going to say, hey, honey, can you pick up your socks? That's what's going to happen. Of course, he'll do it because you're saying it so nicely. <laughs> you know, that might be your plan of action. I'm making this up on the fly, all right? So I realize there probably are some bigger conflicts out there. This takes practice. I totally get that. But if that is your plan of action, we know who's doing what, we know when it's happening, we know why it's happening, we know what success would look like, it's really helpful to still have a plan of kind of how are we going to monitor this? Are we going to check in about this in two weeks and kind of acknowledge together, hey, this is working really well? Um, You know, what's the process going to be so that hopefully if this plan falls apart, if this plan does not work, um, you know, he works late three nights a week and you don't go to bed at the same time. And in the morning, hey, there's the socks next to the hamper. That's real life. That might happen. So just having a plan for what are we doing and how are we going to check in about this? Now, let me pause here before step 10 and just acknowledge together, friends, that Some conflict doesn't need all of this. There's not always a problem to be solved. There's not always a big, we need to follow up on this. We need to have a conversation. We need to check up in two weeks. If you did that about every disagreement in your marriage or a friendship or parenting or whatever it is, that's going to get really overwhelming. And so I realize as I'm walking through these 10 steps, you might be feeling like, girl, I ain't got time for all that. We are just trying to get the socks in the hamper. So you really might want to start with um, like the big picture. This happens all the time. We are constantly fighting about this. Those would be the conflicts to start with. And the more that you get used to this process and familiar with it and skilled at it, it can actually go really quickly in the moment. 
But typically that does take practice and it takes self-awareness from both parties. And we can have a whole different podcast episode about how to handle conflict when your spouse is maybe not willing to engage in this process with you. They don't want to do any problem solving. They just want to say, stop talking about it. How do we handle that well? If that's a topic that would be helpful for you, um, leave a review of the podcast. Let me know. This is great. Hey, I would love to hear about this topic or hop into the Facebook group. Let me know. Um, I can definitely dig into that topic, but that's not really what we're talking about here. We're talking about two people who want to work together to resolve the conflict. And so that leads me to step 10 of our conflict resolution checklist. If a solution is not needed, don't force the issue, my friends. Some topics are simply a matter of disagreement. And it's okay. We don't have to agree about every single thing that's going to come up in our life. Over the course of a long-term relationship, it is very common that there will be um, what, what's called in kind of the marriage counseling world perpetual problems. We just need to figure out how do we manage it so we don't get in a fight every time it comes up. Now, that might be like, how do we handle the holidays with your family and my family? That might be some disagreements in in parenting, or it might be chores, or how do we handle the hamper, whatever. It could be any number of things. But typically, we do have some problems where we're not going to solve the problem. We're not going to agree. And at that point, it's more about how do we manage the conversation so that we're not angry and fighting every time that it comes up. You might want to set some ground rules. When this comes up, this is how we're going to handle it, knowing that we've already tried to resolve it and get on the same page 10,000 times and it hasn't happened. And there are other times, like I've already mentioned, where a solution is not needed. You just need to express yourselves, understand each other, and move on and kind of skip the problem-solving steps because there's not a problem to be solved. You're just in a bad mood or whatever it might be that brought up some conflict. So friends, I hope that these 10 steps make sense to you. I'm going to recap them really quickly. And I would also encourage you to grab that link in the show notes so that you can download a free copy of this 10-point checklist. Because like I've already mentioned, uh, often the problem is not what do we do, it's how do we get calm enough and focused enough that we can do the things that we know would help us resolve the conflict and having it written out Um, You know, it's digital. You can pull it up on your phone, on your computer. You can print it out, hang it on the fridge, whatever you need to do. That's really helpful for a lot of people. So grab that freebie. But let's recap these 10 steps. Start by defining the problem and then label that problem in one sentence. Look for places where you already agree, where you have common ground and you can build from that. Step four, be able to summarize the other person's point of view and try to understand their emotions or their values about the topic. Then you want to be able to state your own views clearly and calmly. If you need to problem solve, brainstorm that list of possible solutions. Then, and only then, once you have 10 or more ideas, once that list is long, then evaluate the pros and cons of each option. Agree together on a specific plan of action. Who's going to do what? When's it going to happen? And remember that if a solution is not needed or not possible, you're just, you are not getting on the same page, don't force the issue. Figure out instead how you can talk about it, how you can deal with it, possibly without landing on the same page at the end of the conversation. All right, friends, that is all I have for you today. Grab your free copy of the Conflict Resolution Checklist. There's a link in the show notes. 
join us in the free Facebook group. There is also a link in the show notes. But then as I mentioned at the beginning, I do have a lot of other resources as well about conflict and specifically those hot button marriage issues on the website, loveyourpeoplewell.com forward slash zero four three. All right, friends, hugs and blessings to you. I'll talk to you soon. Hey friend, before you go, If this episode was helpful or encouraging for you, head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave a written review. It not only encourages me, it helps other women connect with this community. And you know what else? You have a chance right now to love your friends well. Copy the link to this episode and send it in a text to someone who you know needs to hear today's conversation. Or just take a screenshot, post it in your Instagram stories, and tag me at loveyourpeoplewell.com.